Welcome to the inaugural episode of Growing Your Successful Business. My name is Brian Harding, and I'm super happy to have one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Kieran Murray, with me today. Say hello, Kieran. Hello, Kieran. Thank you very much. Kieran is a, a proud owner of Ignite You and also, uh, what's the name of your travel business? Ignite You Travel. Pretty Ignite slick, You Travel. Huh? It's, uh, and, and diverse. Yeah. Very diverse, yes. Every, every business we ever do will be Ignite You something. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. So uh, this is a, bit, a podcast all about small business. Um, we're going to talk about a ton of things week to week. Um, we're going we're gonna to have a show once a week. And uh, this week we're going to talk about uh, networking and relationships with Kieran. Obviously, that's a... A critical part of any business is uh, relationships you you develop and and uh, how that helps grow your business and things like that. And uh, so before we get into that, though, I do want to just talk about a couple things uh, as far as why I'm doing this podcast. That was going to be my question. I was going to ask you, why are you doing this? <clears throat> I'll tell you why I'm doing this. Um, over the last eight years of being part of an awesome team that owns a, a business, I have three partners now. Started out with two partners, and then uh, we now have a, a fourth partner. Um, there's a ton of things that that um, you encounter as a business owner or business manager, even um, where you have to make decisions on which on things that you're not an expert at, um, but they're very critical decisions. And it's really, really frustrating to make a bad decision and cost yourself thousands or tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars because you're not educated on something. Or oftentimes, you, the only advice you're getting from folks is from people who are trying to sell you something. So um, for our, in our story, for example, uh, we went through some marketing woes and things like that. And every time we turn around, the people we were trying to – the only people who would give us advice were people who were trying to sell us their product or service. And we couldn't really get an objective opinion from anybody. It was all completely from the people who were trying to make us their customers. And that's very, very frustrating. And the other thing is, you know, I hear – I have heard uh, tons of podcasts, radio shows – read books and and oftentimes i see you know here's the one key to success and i just i don't buy into that i think you've got to be pretty well uh versed on all kinds of things i mean you know somebody telling you there's one key to success okay well so what's more important sales or hr well <laughs> i would argue they're ask both, the sales or hr they're, person yeah, exactly right? they i'd say they're both equally important and so i think that um just given our history and and what we've encountered at the Plumbing and Drain Company, and then I worked in a very large industry before that. I was in the steel business, which is about as old school, um, big commerce as you can get. Um, I just have some experience that I think I've gained that would be good for small business folks. I've done some classes where I've taught small business people how to how to do some things. I do a ton of one on one coaching with people, and I think I have a kind of a flavor for what people are looking for. And so my goal is to two things really. Um, first and foremost, be entertaining. Uh, nobody's gonna listen if it's not entertaining. Second of all, be educational, and um, that's the two things I'm focusing on. So each week you might have uh, wanted to rethink your first guest. The then. first one, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you're one of those two. I'm not gonna say which. Yeah. <laughs> so every week we're gonna have a, a different go- uh, guest on. Uh, for instance, next week we're gonna have Paul along with Timberland Bank on. He's gonna talk to to us about commercial banking and business banking and. And uh, uh, we've got some other great people lined up as well. Uh, legal folks, marketing folks, um, uh, you name it. We're going to have that kind of stuff. So it's going to be really good. And uh, for those of you who don't know who I am, I'll tell you a little bit about me quickly. Uh, again, my name is Brian Harding, one of the owners of the Plumbing and Drain Company. Um, I'm married to an awesome woman named Stacy. Uh, we have four kids between us. Um, we live out in the Lake Taps area. Uh, my wife was born in Puyallup, been here her, her whole life. Um, I was born in Casper, Wyoming, and I think I went to 18 schools, 16 schools growing up, something like that. We moved all around the place. 
Um, ended up out here in the late 80s in, uh, when I was in sixth grade and moved to Enumclaw and went to junior high and high school out there and loved the area and and uh, been here ever since. So, did you move so much because the law was chasing you, or my mom? My mo- the law mom? was chasing my mom. You're yeah, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let, let's ask your mom that. <laughs> yeah. Live on the well, call now, Brian's you, mom. You guys are friends on Facebook, <laughs> so when she sees us, she's gonna she's gonna reach out to you. I'm sure. <clears throat> so enough about me and and what what I'm all about. Uh, Kieran, tell us about you. What are you all about? Uh, so I didn't go to 18 schools. Uh, I, my name is Kieran Murray. Uh, I own with my lovely bride Sherry. We own Ignite You and Ignite You Travel. Ignite You is uh, an awesome networking group here in the Pierce County area. Ignite You Travel is um, our travel company that we purchased and and um, two years ago. So we're having an awesome time. I grew up in Montana. Um, came out here with the United States Air Force, like Woo-hoo. thirty plus. I'm trying to think of thirty-one or thirty-two years ago. Oh my gosh! And uh, and then stayed. Uh, so you're officially back. old. Yes, I'm. I'm a. <laughs> Well, when I, when I compare myself to you, I'm always yeah, going to be yeah, officially right, old. And you right. always seem to remind me of that. So, right. yeah, I'm officially old. But uh, you know what? Things are getting better every year as I get old. So I'm not uh, I'm not knocking getting old at all. I'm kind of digging it, actually. Good. So tell us about Ignite You. So Ignite You is just it's a networking group. And I know, you know, you've been around us for six years, almost six years, right? A little over six years now, actually. Yeah. I think it was six years six ago years in last February. Month. Right? Yeah, two months ago now, February, yeah. And um, so we have a – we started off – 14 years ago, my wife, um, I thought it was 10. So my wife reminded me it was 14. And so somewhere I've lost four years of my life. I don't know what I was doing then. But uh, we started this networking gig um, just because we needed a place to meet people. And um, we didn't like the options that were out there for us at the time. So we started a group. It's just continued to grow, continued to grow. And we've changed how we do things a little bit. But uh, we meet a couple times a week here in Lakewood. And um, um, right now we have about 500 members, nice. and just it's just phenomenal networking. It's uh, people are getting a lot of business. I know, um, you know, the plumbing and drain company I know has done extremely well, and I'm sure we'll talk about that and why you've done extremely well with it. We're going to get into that, but um, so it's just a great place for people to connect and uh, and do business and and learn more about each other, and we just have a blast doing it. Right. And we'll get more into details on Ignite You and uh, the travel company here in a little bit. Um, first off, Kieran, just tell us, why should people come to, a, come to a networking association, networking group, a chamber of commerce? Why should they come to any of these kinds of things? What's in it for them? You know, you just the thing is, uh, my opinion, if you're in business, and even if you're not in business, if you're looking that you might be in business later, or if you manage a company, or um, I'm just a firm believer in networking, period. And so I, b- I believe that he or she with the biggest network wins because you never know what's going to happen. But we, you know, we'll have people, Brian, who join our network that maybe they don't get a ton of business right away for their own business, but they make um, associations with other people that they can do business with. And so I'll give you an example. In our group, we have a ton of people who, if they were going to call a plumber, they would go to uh, the phone book and look up a plumber and call whoever to come out. But now because of the relationship they've established with you is they can pick up the phone and call your company and know that they're going to be treated right. And, and then they find out, and here's the funny thing. They don't even know when they call you or when they're establishing that relationship that you are a much smaller price than everybody else. Um, so you're more, much more affordable. Your customer service is way better. They don't even know all this. What they just know is that they've made friends with you and they like you, and so they know who to call. Right. And then all of a sudden they get all everything else, and it's like a big bonus. And so 
those people are saying, you know what? My networking made it so that I have a plumber in my back pocket that I can call anytime. But I've also got an insurance agent. I've also got this. I got that. And they can just go down the list. And it's really about building that network of people that you can trust that are going to be able to provide services for you and also your friends. Because we all, everybody works off referrals. And that's the strongest market is if you know someone who does this. And we see on Facebook and wherever else, people are saying, hey, do you know a plumber that, and people can put on there, the plumbing and drink company. And the only, and the only way they do that is if they have personal experience with you. So Right. And I think uh, that's one of the things that people leave out of the, the whole uh, relationships, networking, network uh, um, deal is it, it, people. most people approach it with a very one-dimensional kind of uh, approach. It's, okay, I'm here to, to get sales. And one of the things that I've found over the years is if you become the person that knows literally 500 people or 1,500 people. You're now the resource. You're now the resource. And mm -hmm. people begin to call and say, hey, I'm sorry to bother you, but can you tell me, do you know a good roofer? Or yep. do you know a good CPA? Or do you know a good, hey, I'm having this, here's a banking issue I'm having. Or my daughter's looking for a car. Um, when you can become the person that, that people call because you know, you know, in your case, I think you know everybody in Pierce County except for the people in the prison. Um, <laughs> I might know and some you of them might, too. <laughs> you might know some of them also. Um, when you become the resource like that, you know, people and also in in marketing books and and advertising books, people always talk about top of mind awareness. Okay, well, you're when you're that resource that people go go to when they need anything, you always have that top of mind mm -hmm. awareness. And I think that's something that people drastically overlook in the whole relationships and networking and and building a network piece of it. Is uh, you you get a lot of credibility by becoming that resource. And the and the people that get to that point are the ones that stick around. They stay the longest and they start to understand. And we actually have. And Ignite You, we have, and you've been through it, we have a thing called Boot Camp where we actually address exactly that, that the most valuable people in a networking group are the connectors because they're the resource. They're the ones that are introducing people to each other, and they're the ones that people are calling, just like you're saying, um, that are asking, who do you know that? Who do you know that? And and you want those calls coming in, even if it's not for your business, because the bad thing is when your phones aren't ringing at all for any reason, right? right? You right. And So you want your phones ringing for any reason, but... Um, so the, the ones that stick around the longest are starting to realize that that's, that's the name of the game is getting to that point where you're the resource. The other part of that is that you create so much value. So you've been with us for six years, Brian, and, and you get a lot of business out of there. But one of the biggest things and biggest, uh, biggest things that we get out of it and other people do is that you create immense value in the room. Even doing something like this podcast where you're teaching others how to be successful via networking, via all the different tools that you've had to encompass and use and fail at and get better at and providing that 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 resource now for free that's that's a huge deal and so we always in our boot camp we always teach people you know um one of the big things we, we always talk about that 50 percent of our room has somehow some way either in relationships or their business uh pulled a hamstring and we have a certain video we watch when we talk about it but something has happened right. where maybe they you know and it might be they just they're going to go through a divorce. They, their business um, took a hit or whatever, right? And so they need people like you to be around them uh, because of the value you bring to the room. So if they happen to be in the room and you're not there, that's a huge empty void that we have on the day that you're not there. So what we always tell our people is you got to show up just, just because when you're in the room, um, you, you fill the void. And that's networking as well. And people are counting on you to show up, not for business reasons, it's just to be there to fill the void and, and be a resource and create a value for them. And, 
And that's really the, you know, it's a, it's a team sport, and there's so many different facets to it, facets to it. And the people that stick around the longest are the ones that get it, and they're also the ones that get the most amount of business for their own business. Right. Yeah, I find that folks who go and uh, and it's super easy to pick these folks out. And it's it, at this point in my career, um, it's it's comical to watch. Uh, you've got the folks that uh, that come in, and you can tell they're just building an email list or they're building a pipeline or whatever their their vernacular is in their particular industry. You have a name for them, don't you? We do. Yeah. Uh, my one of my partners. So I, so I have three partners: Eric, Randy, and Tammy. So if you hear me talk about th- those names, those are my business partners. Uh, Eric coined the the term "poof fairy." Uh, for folks that uh, they come in and get the sale, and then once they get the sale, poof, they, you can't get a hold of them, they're gone. And uh, we've all dealt with folks like that. And and for me, it just flat pisses me off at this point. Um, but it's very, very frustrating. And But now, you know, as a as a, a kind of a seasoned person in this in this arena, uh, it is comical to watch them come in and uh, and the strategies and, and things like that. They do everything they can to not build relationships yeah. uh, just to get a card. Yeah. And it's like so they can put you on an email you list. You understood right? that the value of this exchange was the business card was probably near the bottom, yeah. and the relationship was near the top. But their whole approach is backwards. It's, it's kind of funny. So, so tell and us some things that you've seen folks do that just where that you've seen them completely blow it. I, I mean, so aside from of course not showing up. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the biggest thing is in a networking group is showing up. I mean, so if you're not showing up, that's just. I mean, there's nothing. There's just nothing else that you can do that's more wrong than not showing up. But, right. you know, stuff in a room, um, let's see, we've seen people who will sit on their phones and uh, play Angry Birds, um, <laughs> you know, at a table when they're networking. And and the only time they'll put their phone down is when uh, when it's their <laughs> turn, it's to, their do turn a, to talk, introduction, course, you know, yeah. and it's kind of crazy. We've oh, seen people. Listen to me. I, I'm not going to listen to you, but I want to make sure you hear what I got to say. I love that. Uh, we've had people who, you know, are on their phones texting or uh, taking phone calls or placing phone calls that I've just I'm like you've got to be kidding and you know they'll come back the only time they'll put the phone down again is when they've done when it's time for them to do their three minutes or people that consistently show up to the meetings late every single week everyone knows you're going to be late sometimes something happened you know the big tanker truck flipped over on the freeway and there was a massive explosion but you know, to show up late every single week to every single meeting, and people start going, you know what? They don't care about showing up to listen to to what we have to say. They just want to show up to make sure we hear what they have you to know, say. You know, the other thing with that is is one of the things that I don't think people consider in these kinds of uh, situations or environments is people are watching how you can uh, just you know uh, behave in yeah. general, and it's not a conscious thing necessarily. But certainly subconsciously, people are beginning to understand your patterns and how you operate just in life. And how you operate in getting to a meeting is how you're Mm going to operate in a business transaction, is how you're going to operate with your family, is how you're going to operate driving. Because because what they say is how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah, exactly. And so so if you're the person who gets there at 8.01 when the meeting starts at 7.30 or 8 o'clock or whatever – and for those folks who don't know, the format for Ignite You is is the meetings, the networking starts at eight o'clock, but the the real relationship building kind of between seven thirty and eight. So uh, you want to get there at seven thirty, but but you have to be there by eight. So uh, some folks get there at seven fourteen, and some folks get there at seven fifty nine, and all kinds of stuff in between. Um, but again, the folks who roll in at the very last minute. Are are, show, are demonstrating to people this is how I do things in life and this is how I'm going to conduct business and so, in many ways I would say if you're going to do that just don't come you're better to not come and give a bad 
a bad representation of yourself. Yeah, if that's what you do consistently. Right. Now, if you sh- if you're going to show up late occasionally, yeah, still come. But if that's your thing, because you're, you're doing yourself more harm than good right. at that point. Right. And, so, I, and I know there's one particular, and I'll get, let you get to what you're going to talk about in a minute. There's one particular deal. Uh, I was at my old house. Uh, we just moved into a, a, new, a different house. But at the old house, I was uh, probably three years ago, beginning the process of building a retaining wall in the backyard. And I really had zero interest in doing a retaining wall myself. And uh, uh, I'd been looking for landscapers or uh, landscape architects and all kinds of different folks to, to do this landscape, this retaining wall project because, again, the notion of building this thing by myself with, with Stacy and, and our teenage kids who were less than thrilled about helping didn't sound very fun to me. So finally a guy comes in and he sits at my table uh, at the Ignite You meeting and uh, he's, uh, he's, he does this stuff. And, he be, and I'm like, this is fantastic. I'm gonna, I made a point to sit by him. And he asked if he could do his, uh, uh, again, for those that don't know, Ignite You, you spend about three minutes doing your commercial, so to speak, and you kind of go around the table. He asked if he could do his commercial first because he had to leave early. And so he did He did his commercial, and then he immediately got on the phone and walked out, and we didn't see him again. And and I was I was so not interested in doing retaining my wall myself. I was, I was ready to write a check for however many thousand dollars it was going to cost. And as soon as he did that, I said, I'll never hire that guy to do anything for me because – that's that's how he operates, and I, I don't, as a homeowner, I don't enjoy the frustration of dealing with contractors like that. It, and that was going to be my, my my question for you, as you know, you get asked me what are some things that people fail on in the room like that. You're the guy in the room. You're at the tables. You're doing the networking. What are what are some fails that you've seen of people that, that besides that one? Obviously, that's a big one. And by the way, um, that particular gentleman, he's, he's no longer hasn't been with Ignite U for quite some time, but he's no longer in business. So when we had the what? When we, when, yeah, when, shocking. When we said how you do anything is how you do everything, right? Is you can see these people and even how they do something simple as networking, and it's really easy to tell. You can you can almost go, oh, I'll bet they'll be out of business within nine, ten months. And she, my wife and I, we have a thing where we'll put something on a calendar and take kind of take bets on when we think something will happen. <laughs> we don't do it a lot, but I mean, for uh, for certain I can't people, wait to see you your can calendar almost, from 2013 yeah. when you met me, yeah. <laughs> sixteen hours. So, so te- so you've see, you've seen fails in the room and you're you're a phenomenal networker. Tell me about the fails you've seen in the room besides obviously the guy on the phone. Okay, so besides the catastrophic things where you know you stay away from religion, you stay away from politics. You, you know, there's people who who don't follow those basic kind of things. That's that's so besides those colossal kind of blunders, um, what I see most where people are, are subtly failing, but failing consistently enough where they're really doing harm over a long period of time. Is and it's in the root of it is is more of a, a different kind of fundamental problem. But um, if you're in a networking group of any sort and it comes around to you talking about what you do, and let's say you sell insurance or you sell cars or you, whatever, um, insurance is a great example. Um, you know, if I'm doing a pitch on on how I'm, uh, or I'll just do plumbing because plumbing's easy. <laughs> um, you know, we do commercial, we do residential, we do service, we do new construction, or we do. Uh, there, it's a list of services, and nowhere in there, in that th- 30 seconds or three minutes, is a reason why I should pick you over Brand X, who has the same list of services. They're banking entirely on the product or service selling itself in many ways, and they don't bring that flair like, okay, well, one of, when I was in sales before we started our own company, one of, my, one of my favorite sales pitches was, listen, we all do the same thing. We all do plumbing. We all do whatever. Um, you get me. I'm the difference. I am the difference. And, and that worked for you, huh? It did. Well, <laughs> twice it worked for me. Fourteen times they th- threw me out of the room. Um, but in, in, 
in more modern times now, again, as, as I kind of sit back and watch how folks do things, is it's a list of services. It's not, hey, here's what we're really good at. So, you know, for again, I can use us because, you know, it's easy for me to do. Um, we focus on, we're really good at customer service. We focus on, uh, we train our guys on communication, which is something all contractors are terrible about, or terrible at. And that's not something I hear folks do really uh, rarely, I, I should say. If, you know, you might once in a while hear somebody say, hey, we're really good at this. Generally speaking, though, it's a list of services. I do this, I do this, I do this. I don't do this and this and this. I do this and this and this. And it's really hard for people to have enough information to say, okay, well, aside from it, it's pretty easy to tell if our personalities click. It's not easy to tell if you offer something that's really good right. that, that, that sets you apart from, the, from your competitors that I would care about. And I think part of the problem, and I said it was kind of a, the root cause is, is more severe. Um, the, the problem is people either haven't developed or don't know what they're really good at that sets them apart from their, their competitors. And if that's the case for folks, they need to really dive into that and fix that before um, before they can fix any of this other stuff. If, if, if you don't have three to five things that makes you a better contractor or insurance salesperson or insurance carrier or whatever than your competition, um, you know, you've got you got to get to work on that right away. So I, I, I think that's the one thing I see consistently over and over and over is people in, is just giving a list of services rather than reasons to do business with them, if that makes sense. And I, and I think it's even important while you're learning to do that, like you were talking about, you got to figure that, that part out. And I think you can figure that part out while you're still coming to the events. I think the, the bad part would be for someone to say, okay, I'm going to stop going to any events until I get that part figured out. Right. And I think they got to have everything in line before they get started doing whatever. And I mean, that's, that's the procrastination that we all uh, uh, have come across sometimes is, oh, I got, everything's got to be perfect before I do this next step, right? And so with, with the networking, at least, I would just say, you know what, Let's, we'll help you figure it out as you go. Yeah. But the biggest thing is you got to get your butt into a room and just have your face seen. Because if people don't see you, they don't know you, they don't remember you, that's the big thing is, I mean, you could literally, I'm not kidding you, you could go to Ignite You and never speak. I mean, not a single word. And you would, you know, that, that could be your shtick. And then people would say, well, that's... That's Brian. He's the guy that doesn't speak. And then people will start taking <laughs> pictures with you and post it on Facebook. The guy that doesn't speak. That's right. And they, and they would be talking about your business. They would be actually doing a commercial for you on, on here's the guy that doesn't speak. And people would be wondering about it. And literally, you could get business. I'm not kidding. Without even saying a word. Sometimes right. I wish some people would do exactly that. Because sometimes the <laughs> words that come out are just the right. dorkiest thing ever, right? Right. But the, the big thing is showing up. You have to show up. You have to have your face seen. There's just – there's – Absolutely nothing more important than having your face being seen. And you've got to get out there in a the community. People have got to know you. Um, there's just nothing more important. Right. What else do you see people really just screwing up on? <sighs> you know, sometimes there's people who um, they need to be the, the center of attention. So they, what, And what they don't realize, uh, and they're, they're very good people, they're, but they cause a distraction. And so um, they might uh, – in in the in any particular room that, you know, they might be the loud, boisterous ones that, it's all about hey look at me type thing look, right. look you know, and so what it does is other people in the room that see that are not uh, nearly as impressed with them as they are themselves, <laughs> and they're make like you said earlier right. they're making those judgments and they're saying you know what, that person is just driving me insane I'd never hire them to do anything for me, and they they don't know it what they do is they think they're being funny. Um, but what they're doing is they're causing a distraction, and it's actually doing a disservice to their business. And, and when that happens, we try to be able to, you know, get some people aside. And you know, I don't 
I don't want to embarrass someone in the middle of a room, um, but hopefully they'll come to, say, a boot camp. And so we'll talk about those sorts of things in a boot camp and say, you know, these things are things that someone may be doing. And, and hopefully they self-identify and go, you're talking about me, aren't you? And I right. say, yeah, as a matter of fact, I am. You right. Know? And then, then they learn that way. Same yeah, the other thing, thing that when they, when, they, when they do that and they're hollering things out and things like that, the, the person who that they are doing it to is generally the person who's scared beyond belief that they're exactly. talking to a room of 100 people. And they barely got the nerve up to get going. And then they get distracted by somebody hollering something out. And it's really, really hard to watch that person's face, the one who's not, uh, you know, who, who just mustered up the courage to get there with a microphone in front of 100 people maybe for the first time ever, or knowing that they have a major fear with that. And somebody completely throws them off track, and it's really, really frustrating to watch. Absolutely, that kind of stuff. absolutely. And we've seen it a number of times, and you just hope that someone kind of learns. You know, and if if they don't learn it quickly, you got to just take them aside and say, "Hey, you know, when when we're doing certain things, can you, you know, not be quiet? Not, yeah, can you be <laughs> just, quiet? Can, be quiet. Can yeah. you just yeah? Can you just be quiet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about the opposite situation? What what, what about people who just say, "I'm just too shy. It's hard for me to get there because." Uh, I don't like crowds. I don't like loud. I don't like, uh, you know, whatever. Um, and, you know, it just shyness is a real factor for them. Yeah. I, you know, when I, and I, this comes across quite a bit. Uh, and there's a lot of people like that. And what's funny is um, I'm actually an introvert. People don't know that. I'm, I'm pretty darn introverted. And um, so for even, me. Even Sadie's laughing. Even, even yeah. Sadie doesn't believe you. Well, and here's the, here's the funny part is. If I went into a different room that wasn't mine and there was a hundred people in there, I'd be, I'd be the wallflower. I'd be the one sitting on the side, you know, hoping someone came and talked to me. And when they didn't, I'd, I'd be gone. And Sherry and I both are that way. And um, so we are the introverts. But when it's our room, well, you can do whatever you want when it's your room. You don't have to, you know. So you can be extroverted and not worry about about anything. And and um, so, you know, for the for the shy people. I, I think the big thing is to to come in and just keep coming. Um, and I and I know that's easy to say uh, for some people that just it's almost painful to come into a room like that. We had one guy that just uh, he didn't even tell me this till probably two years after he was a member that he was this way. He was painfully shy, and um, he actually what he had to do to get into our room was he picked out a point in the middle of the room. And he would, when he came to the event, he would walk to the middle of that room. And, he, and that was the big thing. He did that before he said hello to anybody. And so his goal was, if I can make it to the middle of the room, I can stay, right? <laughs> and I won't run out. I won't run out. Right. The Here's the funny thing, though. The very first meeting he came to, uh, so he was invited to a meeting. I forgot, I forgot all about this. He came to the meeting, and um, I believe he turned around, and he was getting ready to leave. But the guy that invited him saw in the parking lot. So he, so he happened to come in, and uh, but he would always have to come into the meeting and, and make it to the front of the room or to the middle of the room. We had another couple, uh, these two ladies, that, uh, when the first time they came to our meeting, and they are very extroverted. I mean, they are just out there, right? And uh, they came and looked in the room and saw how many people were there, and they turned around and turned left, left yeah. and they were gone. And they didn't come back till you know the next meeting, and I said, okay, we can do this, but. You know, especially for our room, here's what people find is when they stay is they might be afraid when they first get there as far as seeing just the, the size of the crowd. Because it's, you know, a lot of networking groups might be 10, 15, 20, 30 or 40 people at a, at a meeting. And that might be on a monthly basis, might be on a weekly basis. And we'll be, you know, 120 on, a, you know, twice a week. We're there every Tuesday and every Friday. 
And so they walk in, and that can be overwhelming. But once they get in and they find people and they're coming up and they're saying hello and they introduce themselves, they feel comfortable right away, which how that shows up, how that manifests itself is if they're guests in the room and they stay till the end, which most of them do, um, they're signing up. They want to join the family. They're like, this is very cool. I was scared when I first came in, but this is awesome. This is the place I want to be. This is the family I want to network with. And our conversion ratios are the numbers of people when they're guests when they walk in the room are extremely high. They sign up and say, this is where we want to be. So, right. um, you know, I'm, just, not su- I'm not surprised, you know, uh, uh, a million, again, a million years ago when we, when Eric and I worked for brand X plumbing, we were, we were instructed by our general manager at the time to go join a chamber of commerce. And it was not in the Tacoma area, but we, w- we went to this chamber of commerce meeting and we walked into a holiday Inn uh, ballroom and there were probably 30, 35, maybe 40 people there. And it was like a junior high dance. <laughs> It was like that, like literally the perimeter of the wall. All the people were standing around, me. around the perimeter of the wall, and the and and it, but again, knowing now what I know, uh, the it was the insurance guy, go figure, <laughs> who saw that we were new and uh, made a beeline to us and said, "Hey, let me get your business card so I can I can you know," <laughs> and uh, um, but the the entire meeting was so awkward. I swore I would never ever join a networking group because it was just so painful to be there, and we had to go for like six months. And um, um, I, I did a pretty nasty thing to Eric. It's April Fool's Day as we're recording this. And I'll tell you something I did to Eric one time. Um, they they had a person kind of no-show for, like, being the spotlight of the month or something like that. And I heard this. And so I told the folks running the meeting that we would love to do it. And, uh, in fact, e- Eric was going to do his rendition of Rescue Me by Aretha Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> and so – uh, unbeknownst to him, he got volunteered to sing in front of this group of people. It was it was fantastic. He still uh, holds a grudge about that. But um, anyhow, the, the uh, we walk in the room and it's, like I said, it's like junior high on you know people just are standing around the, the perimeter of the room. What what does one do in that situation? How do you how do you break that up? Well, uh, you know uh, how I would break it up uh, if it was me personally is I'd probably stay ten minutes and I'd probably leave because it would be really uncomfortable. That, that's me personally, right? Um, I mean, and that's hard for me to tell someone how to go in there and be successful in that kind of room. Here's what we do is we have a different kind of room. So that when you walk in ours, it's completely different. So, And that's why we created our room that way is is because we know there are a lot of rooms like that. And and uh, so when you walk into our room, uh, number one, it's almost like walking into a rock concert because we have – we have loud music playing, right. and we have rock and roll. We have, you know, you're going to come in, listen to ACDC and uh, new, I mean, because here's the thing is you walk in and immediately as a guest, you're going, this isn't the normal networking group that I've ever walked into. And sure. people are dancing around, having a good time, and it gets your blood thumping, and you're just, uh, you know, your legs are going. Um, and then in the beginning when you're all, you're, you're all in one room together, but we break down with the time of the networking. There's only six to eight people at a table. So you're really only networking with a very, very small group. And now it's really intimate. And that's what people like is they're like, right. oh, my gosh. Now I don't have to get up in front of 100 people and give them my 30-second introduction, which I think is a total waste of time anyway because no one listens to them. Um, and so I think that's why we're more successful. And that's why we're growing and growing. And people are joining and joining. They're, they're referring people to come. And we, you know, we'll have four or five new people joining every meeting. Um, and so, yeah, I get that it's really tough in some of these other events and, um, I, I, you know, I would, I'd have a hard time. Um, I, I think the biggest thing, if you go to one of those rooms and I, and we were just doing some coaching for some other travel agents, we also own a travel agency. And so 
we're actually doing some some training with other travel agents around the around the country. And I was just last week or the week before I was telling them this is in those types of rooms, what you have to look at is that the space right around you is your networking event. And that's the, that's the only space that you can control. So you have to be able to go up to someone and just introduce yourself. And don't worry about, you know, if you're going to say the right thing about, you know, your business, just go up and introduce yourself to someone that's in the room and say, you know, if it was you against the wall and I walked in, I'd walk up and say, hey, Brian, or sorry, I wouldn't know your name yet. What I said, I'd say, hey, I'm Kieran. You'd say you're Brian. And I'd just ask you, um, you know, are you a, cha- a chamber member in that case? It was a chamber event. Are you a chamber member? How long have you been a chamber member? Uh, do you go to other events? And so what I'm doing is I'm, I'm just asking you about you, maybe your business, your experience at that particular event. Um, and that's breaking the ice. And here, here's what you got to remember. The person you just went up to and, and extended your hand to shake hands could be someone just as new as you are. Right. And they're having the same fears that you are. And all of a sudden they go, oh, my gosh, somebody just talked to me. Because that's the biggest <laughs> thing is, <I'm> out. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're all like, is someone going to talk to me at this thing? Because we're afraid to go start the introductions, right? So if you just do that, if you just walked up and said hello and introduced yourself and make it zero about your business, zero, zero, zero. Don't even talk about your business right. unless maybe they ask. Yeah. But make it all about them. And, you know, what do you – what do you do? But what I would ask them about is that particular event or that particular group, how long they've been around. So if it's someone brand new, they're going, oh, my gosh, I just made a friend at this event, and it's you, right? Right. The other thing is it could be a chamber member who's been there for five years, and you can now have a conversation about that particular um, you know, networking group, that chamber, or do they do other events? So they might tell you, well, yeah, we'd also do blue ribbon cuttings, and so you can schedule to go to one of those and meet that same person. So it's a win-win there, too. But the people that win are the ones that can go up and just say hello. And just and it's not about business. It's about doing the people things. Right. Here's the other thing that I would do is introduce yourself to that one person. And once you've connected and it feels good, find someone else and connect and do the same thing with them. And once you have that connection, the second one done, the next thing you can do that's the most valuable, most important thing you can do is get those two people together and introduce them right. and be a connector. Because now all of a sudden you're building your own little tribe, right? And you can do – if you just went to another networking group and did just that and you just built a tribe of three or four people because now they're all going, oh, my gosh, they're looking at you as the resource. You were the right. one that got people shaking Instant hands. Instant credibility. Instant credibility, right? And so the networking event is the space right around you, and that's what you can – uh, that's what you can control. So right. So you know, w- let me back up just a little bit. One of the things that in that situation that uh, that I've done that has worked really well, and you kind of hit on it, was uh, don't talk about business. So I will walk up and just say, "Hey, my name is Brian. What's your name? Whatever." And then, "What do you do for fun?" Yep. And then that gets people. It puts them at ease. They're talking about themselves, which I don't know if anybody knows this, but that's the people's favorite thing to talk about is themselves. themselves? Uh, gets them talking about themselves. So their their defenses go down. You put them at ease because you're not putting them on the spot to have some canned. Elevator speech ready. What do you do for fun? Or tell me something. You know, or or tell me what what the, what the what your best day in life ever was, and just and just you know start a conversation. It completely is nothing about business. And then uh, um, so I agree with you there 100. percent And then that's the second point you made of being the connector. Um, for those that don't know, that's how Kieran and I met. Yeah, uh, that was exactly Sean, how we met. <laughs> Sean uh, Sean Mattingly um, it knew both of us, of course, and and uh, drug me over to Kieran and said, "You two need to meet," and turned out and walked away. <laughs> That was it. <laughs> and that was our introduction. And and, uh, and we didn't do like the 30-second elevator pitches, did <laughs> no, we? we did not. That's what I always tell people. I, and I always talk about how we how that introduction was made. And and then I just tell them, I said, guess what Brian and I did? And they looked at me and I said, we just talked. We, we just talked. We, just, we did yeah. like people stuff, you yeah. know. And 
and, and that's the thing is this this networking thing. It's really, in the, especially in the beginning, it's really zero business, and it's just people. It's just people, people connecting as people, right? right. And and um, and becoming friends. And you actually told me, and it was probably, gosh, I bet you it was four or five years ago now. I'll just never forget it. You gave me some advice one time, and you said people. Um, you don't fire your friends, right? And so you and er, uh, Eric and um, Randy, uh, Randy, uh, you guys have done a great job of just you go out there when you network and you make friends. And I know when you guys got started, you you bought into originally, like you were saying, all those things that everyone else says is what you need. It's the magic the magic pill for right. the big business. And you guys, I know you've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on marketing things that never worked for you, right? And it wasn't, and the business wasn't coming in. So you guys said, you know what, we got to go back old school. And you went, you joined networking groups. You joined, and you went door to door. Yes. And the thing was, <laughs> literally you, door to door. You did. And the thing Selling was, plumbing. Yep. <laughs> and the thing was, you just went out there and got your face seen. And right. so even going door to door, that's still it's networking. networking absolutely. It's, that's, that's all yeah. it is. It's, it's networking, and right. it's just it's a piece of networking that most people would never want to do. Go door to door. Selling plumbing. It's selling anything, right? Right. But um, that's it. It's just having your face seen. And you guys, what you did was you didn't go out. You weren't networking. You just went out and made friends. And right. you made a lot of friends, and those people hired you. And now those people are, are extremely loyal to your company. And, th- and they're not even really loyal to your company. They're loyal to you. Sure. And the, um, and so and they would and never consider kind, calling somebody kind else. kind of brings us full circle from where we started. It's all about relationships. Yeah, it's 100%. It's 100%. So in, in, uh, and one of the reasons why I wanted to pick – well, there's a couple reasons why I wanted Kieran to be my first guest. First, he's an awesome guy. He's one of my best friends. And I love the guy dearly. And it would be super easy for me to have him here to make this easier as I get started. But also, when you look at what makes businesses successful, relationships, people could easily say relationships is the number one thing. And uh, so it only made sense to start with this topic. And again, we've kind of gone full circle. Why do you network? Because you want to build relationships. Why do you build relationships? Because relationships really are everything in many cases. Um, you can get bailed out. You can, uh, you can. Um, I mean, just it, it's infinite how how it can help you. I mean, you can get free advice. <laughs> you know, uh, you certainly get sales that you wouldn't ordinarily get. Uh, you get tons of credibility. You can get um, you can get a wife and a spouse. You can. I, I met my wife Stacy <laughs> to ignite you. You can do that. Um, I, I wouldn't recommend most folks to go in looking for that. Although I think I've seen a couple guys who are fishing <laughs> in that pond. I think they're just kind of knowingly going there. Trolling for a wife. <laughs> well, and if you, if you think about that, you know, you think about relationships, and I tell this to people all the time, and, and we go, you know, a little over six years ago, Sean Mattingly just, you know, almost literally drug you across the room like yes. a, like she was a teacher I taking some of the principal's office. I think, she did, I think office, she did take you by the hand, actually. Grabbed you by the wrist and drug you across the room like it was a, te- like a teacher hauling someone to the principal's office, put us in front of each other and said, Kieran is Brian, Brian is Kieran, you two need to meet, and she left. And I was, right. we just looked, I just like kind of dumbfounded, right? Right. But in that six years now, and even even the first time we met, I'll never forget coming to your office, and you told me later that you just allowed me to come into the office as a favor, as, as a courtesy, <laughs> and then we're going to blow it off. And it was like, well, maybe this isn't bad, you know. But right. we 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 in my defense, I thought you were trying to sell me something, <laughs> yeah. so you left that part out. <laughs> so we created that relationship, and at that point, you you were single, right? But there was a, a nice realtor in our room that helped you buy a house that you ended up dating and marrying, and so you have a great wife. Um, that we just love to death. Um, we traveled together. We just a year and a half ago, we went to Key West for a week. Yeah. And um, so we do fun stuff together. The other part of that is I always tell people um, in business, sometimes it's, it's hard to identify the people who are really in your corner and even and just in life, not even in life, business, yeah, right? Absolutely. It's really hard to identify who's in your corner. And so when, when you want to celebrate um, 
business things, sometimes if you celebrate it with the wrong person, they're not they're not happy for you. They no. get a little resentful, yeah, right? resentful, absolutely. And so you and I have actually created this relationship that when you have awesome months at your business, you can celebrate that with your with your partners. But who are you going to celebrate on the outside? You know, you want to be able to tell someone and just kind of thump your chest yep. and celebrate and go woohoo. Yeah. And I get these texts from you, and 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 I, and I am genuinely I look forward to these texts each month. And when I don't get them, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm being What's left going out. On here? Yeah. And so, and it's the same thing as when Sherry and I have something that just goes incredible. I tell nobody except you. I mean, right. you're you're the it, and so. Um, it's it's that thing you don't fire your friends, but it continues to grow and grow and grow. And so, I'm always referring everyone I know to your company. You're referring everyone you know to do travel with us, and yep. and it's not because it's that's what's supposed to happen. It's that's that's what happens when you build a relationship, and it, it's just not a it's a natural thing, you know. Yeah, it really is the lubricant on just getting things done in life, and I think that uh, folks just kind of forget that. And, and and I'll kind of wrap it up with one of my last thoughts here. I, I had a note written down. Um, you know, we talked about how showing up is a key thing, and uh, it kills me uh, in a, in a c- comical way and also in a feeling bad for people way. When somebody walks in and says, "Hey, I haven't been here for a while. I've been really busy," and um, I talk about this with with our guys at at work fairly often. Uh, I've been busy, or I'm too busy, is maybe the the kindest way to tell somebody you're not that important to me. And it's we, it's a super soft sell way of saying, well, okay, I, I didn't have time for you, but I had time for whatever I was doing mm-hmm. when I wasn't here or I wasn't doing something with you. And um, I think people f- have over the years have just forgotten what that's really saying. And so I would caution folks, when you, if you find yourself saying, I've been busy as an excuse for not getting things done or I'm too busy to go do this thing I, I committed to – and by the way, when you when you join a, a networking group or a group of any sort, you're making a commitment there. Um, it it may not be as implied for some folks as others, but um, I think it's a it's a commitment you're making there. And I always tell folks, don't join anything you can't go to every time you're supposed to. Absolutely. And so when folks walk in and, and, and say, hey, I'm sorry, I've been gone for a while, I'm too busy, or I've been too busy, or I've been really busy, or whatever. And certainly, listen, there's seasonal things. If you're a CPA, People probably know that you're not going to be around much from from January to April. I, I think people kind of give you a pass on that kind of stuff. But if you're just a person again whose pattern is I've been too busy, don't think that folks are taking that as lightly as you're saying it. Folks are really, you know, they do hear that as okay. Well, you were you weren't too busy for whatever else you were doing. Yep. You were you were able to find the time for whatever that absolutely. was. Absolutely, absolutely. And here's another one I want to ask you about because I know uh, you've seen things happen, but networking has taken on a different a different face in the days of social media, right? So yeah. there's Facebook that most people are on now. What do you see happening um, from people in, you know, where, where you network, you, and, you know, you're in Ignite U, you're in Chambers, you're in different stuff, you're wherever. What do you see people who are in business who then are also using social media platforms, what do you see them doing right on social media and what do you see them doing wrong on social media because it's, the social media is really an extension of that individual, and they're networking almost just the same as if they're in the room with someone. And for some reason, I see people when they're out on social media and they think that they can be different and do whatever they want on social media, and they're and no one judges them for it or something. So, so what do you what so do you see? I I think that um, in general, technology has um, has given people a false belief that they don't have to pay as much attention to the relationships and all the other stuff. That, you know, customer service relationships in 1967 
where whatever you know the reliability of your product, the customer service, and and the relationship, you know, ninety percent of business people would have said those are the three most important things probably. Okay, and now people would probably rank those somewhere near the bottom and say your marketing plan and your Facebook, your social media presence, and uh, your technology. Those are probably the three most important things for folks now. I think folks over the last several years, especially with the you know the internet coming on board so strong and social media and things like that, people have lost the understanding, not belief, the understanding that it is all about relationships. And you can be the best person you want to be on social media. Uh, If the relationship isn't there, it's superficial and it doesn't really carry as much weight. Now, that being said, folks are genius about some of the stuff that they do that keeps people's attention. Uh, You know, you gave us a great idea for what we do inside of Ignite U, where we, we have a contest where people take pictures of our trucks and post it. That that single thing has gotten us more uh, visibility than anything else we've ever done on, on Facebook, so, uh, no question. Um, so I think that there's there's really, really cool things that people can do, and there's really smart things that, that people can do. But at the, at the end of that, there still has to be the substance of a relationship. And I don't think that social media can replace that. I don't know that you would build it to garner a strong enough relationship with somebody on Facebook to be the person you would call if you needed to hire a chiropractor right. or a pet whatever or you know i just don't i have not seen that where folks can do that so i think people rely on that so much and they're kind of missing the boat in some way how about how about uh what could someone do potentially on social media that would just repel someone from ever even wanting to establish that relationship (laughs) um (laughs) so over the last uh two years or so it's gotten worse and worse and worse for me uh i don't know how many friends i have on facebook i think it's around a thousand or something like that uh i will literally now get one to three Facebook requests a day. And generally speaking, I'm pretty liberal with how I, I, I more I, I accept most of them because I figure I look at who their our mutual friends are and say, okay, I like Karen and whatever he likes them, I like them. Good enough for me. Uh, and then I love it when about 14 seconds later I get a, a, a request I like their page. <laughs> and that immediately tells me, okay, they're building a, an email network. Yep. It's yep. the same thing that I just complained about when we first started You're just part it, of a list. 45 minutes ago. Yep. They're building a list, and you know what? Screw them. I don't want to be on their list. And so I just, I just, I, I, unf- I do the unfriend thing and say, okay, well, this isn't wasn't meant to be. Uh, that that just irritates me to no end because again, people are looking at it from what's in it for them. Mm-hmm. That's not a relationship. This is this is I'm, I'm becoming a cog in the marketing you know wheel, and I don't dig that. That's not my that's not my thing. That's not why I'm on social media. And you know, in many ways, I wish folks would would use social media for less business stuff, especially in our world where we're 24-7, or if I'm in Key West with you and somebody sends me a Facebook message that says, hey, can you get a plumber out to my house tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock? And I don't see it for three days because I'm on vacation. And then you know, all of a sudden, that, that's, you know, we didn't uh, respond as quickly as, that, as we should have in their eyes versus an email or something else that we can automate, that yep. kind of stuff. But how, about, how about this one? I know you were talking about at a networking event. You uh, used to avoid uh, religion, politics, whatever else. Would you would you talk about those things on social media? <laughs> I would not. Now, I, I, I certainly not uh, religion. I, I steer clear of that all the time. Uh, I do get. I, do, I don't think I get political. I certainly have points of view on things that that um, um, I will I will speak on about. But I don't I don't do it in a way that's bashing one political party over another. I don't. I I think that there's things that are just fundamental human um, ideals that I support that that. You know, I, I probably even do more of that than I should, but certainly I would not be the one to say, you know, f this candidate or so and so is a whatever. 
um, that that would not be my style because um, in any given day, half of your audience is going to agree with you and half of it's not. So and, why, and why would you do half, that? Half of your audience being half of your clients yeah, potentially, yeah, right? Exactly. Could yeah, say, yeah. oh, well, we do support the guy that you yeah, just said that you about. Yeah, just said a jerk. Is, is, yeah. is, I gave $10,000 to him last year. Yeah. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> I'm always amazed at um, uh, people that they network a lot and, and they'll, you know, they'll go into whatever groups they go to. But when they're on Facebook, they're, um, man, that's just their, uh, it's can be just a nasty thing the way they talk to people on Facebook, yeah. calling each other names and stuff. And then they're going to run into them at a networking event. And I see people who, um, who stop going to networking events so they don't have to run into those people. And it's really frustrating. Right. When you're in my, in my shoes, I'm trying to keep people coming to an event and you have people who stop coming to events. The, and the worst time for networking events, as someone who owns one, is election season. The absolute yeah, worst sure. time. It's just horrible. And it just seems like anymore we are in the perpetual election cycle. Doesn't it feel that way? All the time. And so it's like, oh, my gosh. And so if if people could talk nicely to each other and exchange ideas, uh, that would be one thing. But it's really frustrating when they can't do it without being uh, – and I think for, vicious. for so, yeah, are vicious. vicious. And yeah. for, for most time, it's it's got, it, the way is, um, I need to win, and the only way I can win is if you lose. Right. Right. Instead of anyone creating a win-win or looking for that win-win Which situation. Which is counter to every reason why you go to networking groups. Absolutely. To begin with. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm just always amazed at that, and you always want to. And the, you'd think that business owners, like you were just talking about, would realize that you know half my audience, half my clients, could have different views than me, right. and decide to use my competition because I have those views and. Right. And I'm not saying anyone shouldn't shouldn't share their views never in a million years, right? Because I, I totally have respect for people who sh- who uh, are passionate about anything. I love people that are passionate about anything. Right. I just think there's ways that you can share that passion without being offensive to someone and, and being vicious about it. And so yeah, I agree. if you do that in a, in a networking setting or if you do it on, on social media thinking that the people in your networking group aren't going to notice – Right. Well, I'll tell you, they notice. Yeah, and 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 just because people aren't aren't saying something in reply, hey, you know, this is out of line or something like that, doesn't mean they're not thinking it. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Kieran. Well, thanks a lot for coming on. I really appreciate. It. I want you to take a couple minutes and tell us about Ignite You and how that works and where you meet and uh, about your cruise business also. So Ignite You. So come and see us. We are uh, we meet every Tuesday from eleven thirty to one. We're at the Great American Casino in Lakewood. Uh, we are also meet there every Friday morning from 7.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. for breakfast. We have an awesome buffet breakfast we put out. So as a guest, you can come check us out one time. Matter of fact, we don't do any sales. My wife and I own the business. We have zero employees. So we don't, we don't um, have anyone actually join our Ignite You family that has not attended an event. So we don't go do outside sales. We don't go visit businesses and say you ought to join our group. Um, we let our all of our members invite people in and so to experience it and then we let people know how it works when they get there so uh there is nobody that joins our group without experiencing it first so they can say you know firsthand yeah this is exactly what we want to do um so you can come check us out those two times you can you can come one time we don't allow you to come back in the room again because what happens uh, what we found was brian was if people came back a second or third time without joining it was those people that were collecting business cards yep. and just yep. trying to get you on a list and we said no we're not doing that because people know um when they come in, they know one way or another whether they want to join or not. Right. It's, it's really obvious. Sure. And some people might come on a Tuesday and say, well, can I come check it out Friday? It's like, no, it's pretty much the same thing, just a yep. different day. Exactly. You know? um, so, And they'll, they'll just know right away. 
So come check us out. It's a, you know, we have 500 members right now. Um, we'll have 100, 120 people in the room networking, just tons and tons of connections. And so we don't have any mandatory attendance. You can come check us out. And the more, more you know, events you go to, the, the better well-connected you're going to be. Um, and then we also, my wife and I own Ignite You Travel. And, uh, you know, what's funny is I'll bet you three-quarters, seven, a good 75% of our Ignite You members don't even know that we even own a travel company because <laughs> – we don't – it's not that we something we announce at every meeting. We don't send them and go, we also sell travel. Um, our thing is it's, you know, we're on we're on our regular Facebook. So when we travel, we're posting the pictures and videos. And people see that. People in the networking group see it. Pe- other people see it. Um, and then with, you know, word of mouth referrals. So it's a really super soft sell. And that's why I always talk to people about he or she with the biggest network wins. Right. Right? And so you could sell anything. And so our thing is, let's just build this thing as big as possible. And now more people are traveling with us. And, you know, That's like awesome. you, you refer other people to us. And yeah. uh, we just we just totally love it. So if yeah. you want to go on a cruise, we're your peeps. How do they find yeah. you to do that? Uh, you can look us up on Facebook. It's probably the easiest way. Um, Ignite-U is our, our Facebook page. And Ignite You Travel is our uh, Facebook travel page. You can connect with us there. Uh, the other way is just get a hold of Brian because he can put you in touch with us. Anytime, because he's, right. he's got my number. I'll, 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 I'll give him your cell number, absolutely. So uh, uh, thanks a lot, Kieran, for coming in. I really appreciate it. Thanks for it. having me. Um, you, you've been here for what has been our simultaneously our best and worst show ever so yeah. far. <laughs> so uh, congratulations on that. And uh, Sadie's broken the studio twice now in the nice. last five minutes. So she fixed it the first time. She's not going to bother the second, I don't think. Thank you very much, Sadie, for being our sound engineer. Thank you to BD Local for letting us do this on their network. And uh, I think the plan is we're going to do we're going to record, record this live every Monday at around noon, and uh, uh, I think we'll get this out for uh, the podcast uh, around Wednesday or so each week. Uh, as I mentioned, next week we're going to have Paul Long in with Timberland Bank. He's a specialist in business banking, and uh, uh, this is going to be free. It's free to our guests to come on. Uh, we aren't, we're not going to charge anybody anything to come on and speak to us. If you're interested in being a guest, you can get a hold of me. My email address is brianlharding at gmail.com or brianlanceharding on Facebook. If you have questions that you think we I should be asking or types of guests you think I should have on, please let me know. And, uh, of course, we're always looking for sponsors. If this is a show that you enjoyed and you want to help uh, support it and keep it on the air, uh, we're definitely looking for sponsors. Uh, get a hold of me about that. The pricing is very reasonable, and uh, we'll be happy to get that going. So with that, uh, I will bid you adieu, sir. Thanks, and, sir. And uh, thank you very much for coming on, and thank you all for listening. Appreciate and, it. And uh, please tell a friend. Have a great day. Let me wait.